Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Genesis 2.15 It says that And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Praise the Lord. He was to dress it and to keep it. This is our month of loyalty. And we've been studying about loyalty to God. And what he has called us into. I started by teaching on the first benefit of loyalty. Which is the blessing of the Lord. Then we studied about the first duty of loyalty. I'm teaching and Adam is our case study. The first duty of loyalty is where we've read in this verse number 15. God told Adam that after blessing you in the garden, I want you to dress it and keep it. So the first duty is for you to be a dressing on God. Dress where he has put you. Your church, be a beauty on God himself on the ministry of your pastor and on the church that God has put you into. And that's where you yourself, your gift and everything you do should beautify God, should beautify the ministry of your pastor and then your church. In the second part of that verse 15, we see the second duty of loyalty, which is to say, keep it. So, the church of God It's not managed, maintained by angels. The church of God is run by men. It's run by what? Men. And when the Bible talks about the church, first of all, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we are God's church. The church is not just the physical structure, but then, God sees his people more than the temple, the physical temple. So we are blessed to be the church of God. Then the church is also a living organism through which God expresses his dominion here on earth. That's why he told Adam that Be fruitful and multiply. Take dominion and all of that. God works through men. So God works through men. So when God wants to take dominion, like here, there were a lot of demons in this side. And God brought us here and we are in charge. Praise the Lord. We are in charge. Where you live in your community, before you went there, there were some entities there. But you entering there, God has taken charge. So, 
the church is very important. The human element in church is very, very important. So there is a reason why God has blessed you in the garden. He created the garden and put Adam right in there. So when God puts you in a church, in a ministry, there are blessings that he makes to come into your life. For example, when you read verse 8 of Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says that, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So God planted the garden, which is the church, and put the man there. So that's why I say you don't join a church. It is God who plants you in a church. When he put him there, he called that place his ordained garden. Then the next line says that, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow everything that is pleasant to the sight and good for food and the tree of life also there. Praise the Lord. Out of that ground, God caused to grow. God made to grow. That's why if you stay where God wants you to be, out of that spiritual place, blessings will come forth for you. Say amen. So God has put you here and he's put some fertilizers in the soil. And he knows that the grace in this house will be able to sustain your destiny. But what God has done is not the only thing God wants to see. The blessing in this house, the garden was there and God now told Adam that dress it. Because after giving you everything in its final state, I have put seed in every tree and I've put seed in every animal there. What you see here that I've given to you as your seed capital, I want you to discover the seeds in every plant and the seed in every animal and I want you to dress it. In other words, the work in the garden was the first duty God committed man to so that man will be able to continue the process of reproduction for his sustenance. So God has blessed us. He's put us in the keeper's house. He's put us in the kingdom of God. He's blessed us. But at least there are two things he's telling us here. That number one, dress it. Dress the garden. That one is your responsibility. That's why it's your first duty of loyalty. The second duty now, he says, keep it. Tell somebody, keep it. So in keeping the garden, we keep the garden with our services. We keep the garden with our what? is the performance of our godly duties. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 16, Paul is talking about the body of Christ, and he says that, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by, by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself. So a few things here. Paul is saying that we are the members of the body of Christ. We work with one spirit. And he's saying that every joint in the body of Christ must supply. Praise the Lord. Every joint must supply. And if every joint is having an effectual working, that is if all of us are effective in the measure of grace and gift God has given us, it will anneal to the increase of the body. 
So, and then that will bring edification. You see, when the body increases through our effective working in, in the house of the Lord, all of us will be edified. So when the singers stand to worship, you will feel that your spirit is lifted. So that you go to your workplace and there is an occult trying to take charge there. He's unable to take charge. Because someone who was effective has lifted your spirit. Edification simply means that you are charged. You are fired up. So what the usher is doing, what the protocol person is doing, what the intercessor is doing, what the singer is doing, what the preacher is doing, what the sound person is doing, all of that. When we put all together, every joint is supplying. So when you see service going on like this, too many things are happening. The kids, Sunday school teachers... They are the reason why you are looking at me and you are not turning here and there. Because if the kids were here, you'd be hearing whistles. And you won't be able to focus and get what Christ wants you to get at the time you have to get it. You know, so it's important that we understand that, that I believe the church is more destroyed by the activities of men than even demons. Because a man has to be available, like Judas, sitting at the table with Jesus. He was available. I mean, once the spikenard ointment was broken, the Bible says he sought an occasion to sell Jesus. And he seeking that occasion, he opened himself up to for devil to use, even though he was a disciple. So you see that the devil has no space at all. If men don't open themselves up, if men decide that we are keeping Praise the Lord. Look at what Peter said. Peter said, even if you are dying, I'm going with you. And even though he had weakness to deny that, I don't know him, I don't know him, but he was at least willing to die. And so two people betrayed Jesus. One committed suicide. One was forgiven and he became an apostle. Why? Because in the first instance, he did not even think that I should sell Jesus. But I would rather die with him or die for him. Are you here at all? So, there are two people in church, the ones who want to sell the kingdom and the ones who want to die for the kingdom. Keepers of the garden, they want to die for the kingdom. They want to do, they want to be joint that are supplying effectively. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how strong your legs are. If you don't have your eyes, you have to watch where you are going. Yes. So every member and part of the body is important. So when we talk about keeping it, we keep the church. Jesus left the church in the care of human beings. The, the apostles. He said the Holy Ghost will come upon you, but you people are in charge. You are in charge. The church collapses when human beings decide that we are collapsing it. That's why loyalty is very important. Because without loyalty, the Bible says it's required of every steward. So, the, the basic requirement for working for God is loyalty. To be loyal. Even in marriage, if you don't have loyalty, you are just a hireling inside that marriage. Yes, because some people, they love you as long as your nose is still pointed. Yes, once the nose becomes flat, they are, they are, they don't have, their loyalty doesn't go beyond a pointed nose. So we want to talk about performing, functioning, serving in the house of the Lord. 
This keeper's house has been given unto us and you and I have to keep it. In keeping it, look at what the Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6 to 9. Paul is telling them that everyone has a measure. And if everybody is measuring up, there will be great explosion. He said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So God gives increase, right? But check it. This is a, a tripod. It's a three-step process. I have planted. Apollos has watered. God has given the increase. Now, there are two elements here. There is a divine element and there is a human element. Which of these two elements, the human element and the divine element, have more activity here? Paul said, I have planted. Is Paul a human being or is a spirit? Apollos watered. Is Apollos a human being or is a spirit? So we have how many there? And then who brought the increase? So for the increase to come, human beings must be working. Planting, watering. Then God will now pour his rain of blessing. So when we come to church thinking that God will do everything, everything will be all right. Paul's hands are planting. Apollos' hands, the, the measure of skill Apollos has is to water. Paul's hands can plant well, well. <laughs> and then God's duty is to bring what? The increase. Then he says, he that plants and he that watereth, they are all one. We are all working. So you sing, I, I, I usher, we are doing the same thing. In verse number 8, he that planted and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. The reward is according to what? Your labor. So people can be in church and they are not getting blessed because they are not loyal in keeping the work of God. It's not in your prayer, please. The prayer is good. <laughs> I mean, when we breathe, they don't clap for us. Because breathing is, is part of our default mechanism. Hello? Yeah. So, when you pray, Prayer is breathing. It's a prayer without season. You pray to live. Because you need to connect with your source. When you pray, we don't clap for you. Everybody breathe here. The person who is not breathing is not here. So, things that are inherent, that are your, part of your default system, when you perform them, we don't clap for you. But when you get a first class, in school, we'll clap for you. Well, not everybody gets a first class. Not everybody even gets to go to school. Praise the Lord. So, I mean, exhorting prayer, the way we have done in this life, is the reason why many lives have collapsed. Because people pray and they don't even want to work. He said, I'm praying. I'm at 40 days at, at your mountains. I'm seeking the face of God. But there is something called the corresponding action of faith. Whilst you are praying, there's something to do on ground. That's why Paul says that I have been praying. I have been waiting upon the Lord, but I also planted. Apollos watered. And when God was bringing the increase, he looked for what was in the soil. That some people had planted and have been watering. So when you are in a church, you have to find something to do. Because your reward here on earth, Jesus told them, he said, 
one of the disciples asked Jesus, he said, so what are we going to get for following you? He said, here. I will bless you here. And there too, I will bless you. The reward is according to the labor. Yeah. If you go to the western world, you are paid on an hourly basis based on your productivity, your labor. That's how God functions. So you can be here, die, and I don't know where you will go to, but here on earth, your reward is according to your what? Your labor. And if you work for God, God will pay you. So the next verse says something. In verse number 9, it says that everybody should be working in the house of the Lord. In verse number 9, it says that for we are laborers together with God. Not for God. Oh. With God. Laboring. That's we are working hand in hand. We are partners. The word is co-laborers. Praise the Lord. We work together. We own it together. So, me and God, God and myself, we are working together. As you see me here right now, the one who has given me utterance to speak is God. I don't think I'm that coordinated and intelligent enough to be putting two sentences together to make sense. If you like, let me give you the mic. You see, um, 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 you say before you say the second sentence. Yes. It is God. Co-laborers. So God working together with, with, it's a partnership. So when God wants to do something here, he works with human beings. Everyone must have this second duty of loyalty at the forefront of your mind. That God's work cannot grow. The ministry will not grow until we decide that we are keeping this garden together. I mean, the best God will do is to plant you a garden and yours is to dress and to what? Keep it. Is it powerful? Very powerful. We are calling. I like that scripture. Let's, let me memorize it right now. Put it there again. Powerful scripture. Baraki Solada. For we are laborers together with God. Hey, colleagues, working together. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. He's just telling you who you are. Is it powerful? So some people can be in a church for three months, six months, and they are not doing anything in the church. It's against your cause. It's against your what? Your cause. You have to make sure that wherever God has placed you, you are keeping the place. It's like when somebody, I mean, one of our friends, he gave me his house. When I left Prof's house to um, Ajigano. And uh, he gave me the house. That was his generosity towards me and the ministry. What was my call, my work? Keep it. To maybe give it back to him in a better way than I met it. Or at least maintain it. But he gave me the house and it was not for him to come and sweep the house for me. Hey, if water was not coming, I was the one to sort it out. When I got to the house, there were alarm systems. So he gave me, he said, this is the code. This is how we buy water in this area. He lives in Kumasi, I'm in Accra. He said, so I took all those numbers because I was the one to maintain, not him. So God gives you a ministry like this. Blessings abound here. It is for you to keep. It's for you to what? 
all the people who are not interested in keeping the ministry, the anointing in the ministry doesn't work for them. Oh yes. Any anointing in that ministry that works for you would have worked for anybody, including a stranger. Yeah. Like when the Bible says that God, he blesses both the righteous and unrighteous. That whatever happens in your life, even if you were not born again, it would have happened. Yeah. Because the Bible said, they that are planted in the house of the Lord. Psalm 92 verse 13. They shall flourish in the country. There, there must be a deliberate activity you are performing in the house of the Lord. As part of you being planted in that house. For you to see that fruitfulness in the court of your maker. Outside there. It's very powerful. That's why in this year we don't put a lot of roadblocks in the, in the pathway of people to get into kingdom service. You can grow. And the process of growth, you are working for the Lord. Tell somebody, work for the Lord. <laughs> it's like, keep the church, keep the church. Now, do you know, in every dispensation, God hands his church over to human beings. In every dispensation. We talk about Apostle Peter, we talk about other people, and all of that. In our time, the church of God is in your hands. You read the Bible, it talks about the house of Chloe. It talks about the house of this one, the house of that one, the house of some of you have got cells in your house. Is that not so? If you were in Bible days, we would have recorded you in the keeper's house and else we announced we are recording you. And you imagine that the music of this church is in the hands of somebody. Hey. We keep the church or the garden by owning and running with the original vision of the house. That's the second point. How do you keep the church? How do you keep the garden? By running and owning the original vision of the house. Somebody say original. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 to 3, the Bible makes a very profound statement. He said, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that read at it. Prepare the mission and the vision statement for me. Say, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Praise the Lord. Now a few things I want you to watch there. When we say we are keeping the church, we are actually owning the vision, the original vision, and we are running with it. Any vision that must work, people must own it. First of all, if you don't own it, you will break it. Any vision that must work must have runners. Everybody say runners. You see, there are authors of visions and there are runners of visions. <laughs> Not every author has the feet to run. Yes. And not every runner has the hands to write. That's why you see that anytime God gives a vision to a man, the next thing you will find God doing is that you give that person mighty men or mighty women. Because a vision needs runners. It needs what? Runners. I mean, Bin Laden has not thrown one bomb. All his bombs were thrown by people who believed in his vision. Bad vision, 
but had good runners. A bad vision with good runners, loyal runners who succeed. And a good vision with no runners or bad runners who collapse. I feel like preaching. You can have a vision. And it will remain on the table forever. As long as there are no runners. The vision is going nowhere. So a vision needs runners. Look at the scripture again. God is talking in verse 2. And he says, the Lord answered, write the vision down. Make it plain upon the tables. That he may run that read that it. God wants people who read or who have access to the vision to run, not to sit. A vision does not need sitters. A vision needs what? Run. Anyone who sees it, they will own it. If they see it, seeing is owning it. He will run. And now he now begins to say that when, when God gives a vision, the accomplishment is not only in his hands. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, he shall speak. How will he speak? And not lie. A vision that will not speak, a vision that will lie, is a vision that fails in its manifestation in its appointed time because people refuse to run. Yes. When people don't run, can you imagine if we are doing a baton and then we are exchanging baton, relay, back, 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 back. We are clocking time. Is that also? Four by one. So when the third person decides that I'm not doing the curve, I'm dropping the baton. Yeah, even though some people started, it, it will lie. It, it can never speak. Because somebody in the relay decided that, as for me, I will drop the baton and I will walk. That's why I say, he who planted and he who watered, they are one. See, everybody is doing their part to make sure that we clock the fastest time. Because the appointed time doesn't wait for anybody. It's in the course of life. Time and chance happening to them all. So when it's time for the fulfillment of the vision, God needs runners at the time. If the runners are not running, the time is still clocking. That's how if you don't plant, you see that the season for mangoes has come and it's passed. And the reason why you don't have mango is that you did not plant. It's not like the season didn't come. The season will come. It's appointed. But there must be runners. Yes, there must be runners. And clapping to is very free. Hey. Every vision has a window. He has what? He has a window. Sometimes when you allow the appointed time to elapse and you try to do that vision, oh boy, <laughs> that is equal to frustration. Yeah. Try planting corn in a dry season. It doesn't matter how you are irrigating. You will see that, look, corn, eh, it does very well when God himself is pouring his rain 
in that season. So, it's important that we understand, look, there are things God wants to do with this ministry within this space of time. And we need to rise and build like in the days of Nehemiah. They rose to build in a particular time. That is why Sambalat and Tobias, they did not succeed. If they had delayed, oh, the enemies would have had an upper hand over them. When vision delays or doesn't have runners, the enemy is building momentum to break whatever has been done and put down. Yes. And I pray that God will give you good feet. That amen didn't come out. I said that God will give you good feet to run. If your amen is louder, may the Lord help you. Yeah, so a vision lies not because God didn't bring it to pass. It's because people didn't run. Yeah. So when you want to see a vision that will work, check the feet of the people. That's what the Bible says that blessed are the feet of them who publish the good news. We are not looking at your mind. An unintelligent person, God can call them and if they are ready to run, God will make it happen. And no table miracle will happen. But the, the truth of the matter is you are intelligent but you have got the feet of a leper. It's a calamity. So, you are push me no go. It's as for our church. Is it our church? It's our church. But you are push me no go. Hey. The original vision. I've not even touched on the original vision. This one, we are drinking from general soup. Around the main fufu. Do you know what is also very special about this test? Watch it. He who sees it will run. That the sign that you are not running means you are blind. You are what? Blind to what God is doing. Hi, say God, may I never be blind. Say open my eyes, God. It's important. Some people don't see what God is doing here. They don't see what God is doing in their time. You are asleep. You are blind to what God is doing in your generation. Blind to your own purpose. So you are there. You think you are fine, but before God, you are not fine. You are a blind man, a blind woman. That's why you are not running. Anyone who has sight of the vision, their immediate action will be to do what? It's powerful. So they have to push you to come for choir rehearsal. You are partially blind. Hey, after you are in a church, you are not serving. It's like, it's our church. It's nice. This is a garden. Look at a nice garden. You have been harvesting from the purple that God gave you without recognizing the seed. We'll see the next, the next cycle. We'll see which purple you eat. Because you are blind. So you eat, you see, blind people, they eat, they can eat anything. You eat the seed and the fruit at the same time. It's today, today, today. They don't have a mid-term vision. They don't have a long-term vision. They can't, everything is here and now. Blind people, I mean, with all sense of responsibility, are shoppers. Yeah, blind people, they live their lives 
at the expense of other people or at the mercy of either a stick or somebody directing them and all of that. They can't take charge of their own environment in a very chaotic world. Somebody has to be directing them. That is, a blind person is the one who has been in the church and has refused to grow or mature. So that you are always pastor. You are always my leader. You are always, you can never ever take responsibility for your own spiritual development and growth so that in two years time you can be a lady pastor. When you hear lady pastor, it's like you have an allergy. Hey. So in the, hey. So you came to this world, all you came to do is to marry. You have Eve in the garden, marry, give birth to children. That Cain cry is going to kill Abel sometime to come. <laughs> That's all. Is that all? To chase your children around and educate them. Is that all? No. There, there is a divine purpose to you being here. Yeah. You have to start it. When I read about Maria Woodward Ete, Catherine Coleman, Alexander Dowie, all those guys, strong, eh, hey, hey, eh, I ask myself, hey, so we do. Why did we even come here? People died for some great cause. I'm here now. I came to marry this woman. This perishable woman here. Ah. This clay into a spa. Before my very eye. You see that the, the elasticity of the clay has reduced. I'm preaching. <laughs> hey. Tell somebody you will not remain like this though. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know you have tack here. You have tack here. Yeah, some things have been held together today. Hey. But a time cometh. When no matter how tacky tacky things are. Shalabara malaga can't do anything about it. The center will not be able to hold. Then you will know that things really fall apart. Hey. So serve your creator in the days of your youth. Now we are on ground. As you chase your children small, you see, God will give you pleasure. For the work. Yeah, Adam, I give you Eve. As you enjoy small. Oh yeah. Dress it. Keep it. Yeah. Because every laborer is worthy of his what? Reward. It's higher. So it's, it's not, it's, it's not God's work. But it's also, and even the marriage is still part of God's program to raise godly seed. To continue. That's why he told the, the, he said the seed of the woman would defeat the devil that defeated the woman. Yes. So the children you are giving birth to is to even raise them in the work of God because some of the things that have defeated you is your children who are coming to defeat them so that the curse will not continue. But as for you, your children, they are like eggs, eggs, untouchable, fragile, the white one. Crackable. I don't want my children in that Sunday school. The place is not too nice. The teachers are not nice. My kids too are there. 
And your kids are no more important than my kids. Yes. They are all human beings. Did I come to beg for bread for my kids? No. We, are, we all have kids. By the grace of God. And my kids are in Sunday school. When I see anybody complaining about the Sunday school, I say, my kids, they are there. Sometime our second child was trying to misbehave to the teacher. The mother went, he said, this is the king. When he misbehaves, the guy got demoralized. He knew that he doesn't have support anywhere. Yeah, because when it's like my father is a pastor, so I can misbehave. No, 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 no. This is the king. And she herself, she exemplified how it has to be done. My friend, sit down. It's a blessing. Yes, it's a blessing as you go for the playground with your kids. You also bring them to church to know that you, you don't belong to the disco. You belong to the house of the Lord. And when you are here, you are here because you want to work for the Lord. That's what I work for the Lord. As you are working in the church, the church is like, you see, the whole economy of Ghana has different sectors. Somebody who is in Maybe ministry of finance, whatever he's doing. You, you might think that it's not necessary, but he's doing, he's holding something together for somebody who is also at the farm. Do you understand? Yeah. So, what, whichever sector you find yourself in aviation, you to make sure you're keeping it. That's a, keeping it effectively is when we bring everything together. That's, that's when the economy will be holding together. Yeah. So your small side you are keeping in the keeper's house. Somebody is also keeping their side in ICGC, in victory. Then the kingdom is what? Holding together. But when we came to your side, you know, there is work to be done and you are playing draft. Hey! It's God talking to somebody. It's like in a community, when you keep your house clean and somebody decides that he, they will be polluting the environment, uh, no matter how clean you are keeping your house, when the endemic or pandemic or epidemic breaks out, everybody will be affected. Is that not so? Yeah. So we pray that everybody will be on ground. Keeping the church. The original vision. It's very powerful. What's the original vision? Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. The original vision we are running with is Christ's own vision. Look at what he told them. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. See, the original vision is that you and I, we are missionaries. <laughs> they didn't hear Repeat it. If I was a singer, what will I say? Take it again. Take it again with them. Yes. It's powerful. Go ye into all the world. And preach. Win souls. Preach. The preaching is supposed to Attain a particular purpose in verse 16. There will be two people there in verse 16. Give me 16. One, 
He that believeth and is baptized shall be what? Saved. So, the faith of people will it depends on your going. People believing in Christ or not believing in Christ is dependent on your feet moving. So when you say people are going to hell or people are going to hell, it's just because some people have not moved. How would they hear? Except a man goes. Except a man goes to preach. Angels don't preach. Human beings have been given the command to go and preach. If you preach, the blood of people are no longer in your hands. Because if you preach, two people are hearing it. One would decide that I want to believe. They will be saved. The other one who says I will not believe, they will be damned. But you will be free. Because you have done your job in keeping the church. Church is not, you know, I mean, look, Jesus, anytime Jesus is just walking with the people, as they travel, travel in the evening, he says, have they eaten? He says, no, they have not eaten. He says, send them out. He says, no. The bread is part of the move. Do you understand? So you get provision. The provision is part of the, but the provision is not the only thing. So you feed them, and now he will preach to them. Feed them, preach to them. So when we make church only a provision-based church, the kingdom doesn't grow. Because in the Bible, it, Jesus did not only multiply bread and fish. Yeah, he also sent them, he said, go and preach without any cobble. Any purse. He said, go. Hey. As you are working for your secular office, you need to be working for the Lord. Because the original vision has made you and I soul winners, missionaries. Our job here, look, if becoming born again is all that God wanted to do, the day you became born again was the day you should die. But because there's work for you here to do, that's why he has kept you here. That you will save other souls. And I know some people cannot clap because it's like they are not even ready to go out there and win so simple. But we will still go in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, original vision. Matthew 16, 18. Watch it. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm taking a phrase there. See, the work of God is basically in two or three things. One, soul winning. Two, building churches. Building what? Yes. Building churches. Jesus said, I will build my church. We are the church he has built. One of the things you two you would do here as a human being to be very happy with yourself is to be part of a physical church building project. Yes. Buy some land. Build. Be part of the building. You put your money in. Build churches where the Christians they meet in a place called what? A church. 
You can imagine without a temple how difficult worship will be. So the original vision also includes building churches. So we'll build a church here. We'll build a church there. We are starting a branch in Sprinters. So you, when you hear we are building, it's like, no, you, your money is in your pocket. You know, I'm not a building tech, te- technician. I'm not a building contractor. No. We are all, in fact, we are the living stones in the building. So you can't take yourself out of the building. You are in it, whether you like it or not. Hey. See, I'll build churches. I like it when I go to Methodist. You see, you see a plaque on the wall. This wall was paid for by Obin family. People buy pillars. Hey. <laughs> the reason why some people never see favor is because you are not interested in building anything for God. Psalm 102 verse 13 or something like that. Let's see something. You have to be interested. You have to be what? Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her. Yea, the said time is what? Say time of favor. Has come. Okay, so God is going to have mercy upon Zion and he will express it in giving him or giving her favor in the time that he God has said. Why? You know, we rape scriptures. We just like to abuse scriptures. You see, people who call this time to favor in Chinese. Look at the next verse. The reason why this is going to happen is for thy servant. Take pleasure in her stones. And favor the dust thereof. The people who see the mercy that results in favor in that certain are people who take, they are first of all servants who take pleasure in her stones and favor her dust. That's they are builders, they take pleasure in building for God. Then God builds them with favor. One of my dreams is that one day, single-handedly, not with my wife, I will build a mega temple for God. Yeah. If they like, they can call it Obin's Temple or whatever they want to call it, Apollonia, what, I don't care. But what is important is that, me too, when I came here, the devil felt that I was here. <laughs> they have to feel you. In any nation, if you don't have a house there, you are not a strong person in the nation. <laughs> Tenants are not the strongest people. Landlords, they, you can even use your, your property to hedge for things. It's a bargaining this thing. As for us, and we just came to pass, I'm tenant forever. Tenant forever. I breathe free, sleep free. Parent forever. I'm a tenant forever. I'm a tenant. I'm, I'm composing it. Hey. Say I will build. <laughs> yes. I will build. 
When here we are building, ask what, what do you what do you need? Cement or what the facility we are constructing at Spinters. Well, somebody heard me say it in the church. He called me from America. He said, the altar, everywhere the altar, I have paid. I don't know the cost. Send me the cost. And I find that person has a Muslim background and got converted here and traveled. You see, the Muslim background is still there. Even though it's now in Christ that that altar, there will be spiritual activities that you want to secure it for. For his, his life. But there are people I'm facing here. <laughs> face to face. You see me, I see you. You say, what is going on? <laughs> what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Is he the only person to start a branch? Oh, more. Your life is in that branch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Your favor is in that stone. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. 7. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone, thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Do you know the headstone? The headstone, you see, when they are starting a building, they, and they dig the foundation, they put the first block goes to the corner. Then they use that to do alignment, and from there, they begin to build. It's called the headstone. It says that when the headstone, you pay attention to the headstone, there will be crying of what? Grace. Somebody shout grace. grace. Yes. So you can go to the mountain and be praying, God release grace, oh anointing, oh favor. He said the real place. Grace shouts from. It's from the headstone, which is down there. People who are interested in building for God, they see grace shouting for them in their workplace. Shouting for them in their marriage. Are you following here at all? That's why I told you, I said that when you are given the opportunity to choose something that has to do with loyalty, that comes with blessing. And choosing something that has to do with disloyalty, that comes with a curse. You are like Adam. You are most likely to choose what will not benefit you. Yeah, that's how human beings we are. We like to eat the apple. Than to take, can you imagine, the apple is a very small portion of the garden. To lose the whole garden. We like to lose the whole garden and go for that small apple. Just to know that the apple has nothing to offer us but trouble. I said, I'm taking my time. Am I taking my time? Yeah. It will be nice. It will be nice. That's why some of us, if you like, put me in Canada, I will succeed. Because God will not be bounded. Put me in America. Put me in Azerbaijan. Yeah, I was in Cape Coast. I was breaking through like... there's. I came to Accra. Have I cried? One pastor told me, say, it's like we have been here a long time. It's like God is not fair. I said, no, God has always been fair. <laughs> it's what you do with God. Yeah, what you do with God. If you like, put kapok in your nose and don't breathe, you will die. By nose, dear, God has given you. 
He's giving everyone a nose. If you like, block your own. And so many people have what? Blocked their noses. That's why they are, they are just about to die. Because you can't breathe. But we will build for the Lord. I see you as a builder in Jesus' name. Shout a better amen. amen. I see your hands building for the Lord. It's powerful. I will build. I will build for God. We have to build. That's our original vision. And in this church, if you build, we'll put your name on it. Yes, because then St. John, St. Francis, and all those people, they are human beings like us too. Aquinas and all those people. So it will be nice, pa. I say St. Aubin. Because when we say St. Francis, they will think it's either Assisi or whatever. So maybe St. Corbina. Yes. We'll put your local name there. Oh, it will be nice, pa. St. Mamiefua Asantewa. Yes. Hey. Obaya Temple. That's all. Now, when a demon is entering a temple, they call the temple Brukutu. You know, maybe your name is Brukutu Temple. He knows that you are a by heart intercessor. You will even venture there. <laughs> hey, I see it happening in your life. <laughs> I want to build. I want to build. I have a friend who was jailed in the UK. He's been building a lot of churches for ministries. He was in jail. He was jailed for three years. He didn't spend one year there. He was there when the people said, go. Around eight months. He said, me, I'm here for three years. I don't want trouble. He said, no, go. <laughs> when you build for God, don't you see, Paul, they can't keep you in jail forever. They can't keep you. A lady and her husband, they bought this thing for us. Then they've been building for a lot of churches, buying vehicles. Then the lady had cancer. Stage is four. Few weeks they gave her to leave. When we prayed, we prayed, we prayed. Like Hezekiah, I said, God, I can't be a builder and, and die like a chicken. God had to heal her. I was in the hospital in the UK. The doctors, they were shocked. They said, we have been treating, they just managed cancer patients to die. He said, we have not seen. She told them, I cannot be a medical statistic. That's what she told them. Yes, and you don't, you see, some of you memorize the words of people. You don't know their works. You're only memorizing their words. This one said this. This one said that when Hezekiah went and faced God, Bible said he faced him at a wall. Do you, do you even know who built the wall? And he was making an argument. God, what, I, what were you even talking? The very first month, when I came on the throne, this is what I did. A, B, C, D, your house was shut down. The priests were there. They were not working. They were farming. I brought them. I reinstated their income. We cleaned the house. We restored the temple. We broke down every high place of idol. Who is going to die? Did you say it? It says slip of tongue. <laughs> Tell somebody, be a builder of the kingdom. That's why your negotiating power is. Because look, as we are eating in the church, we say 
no cancer but some people some devil will give himself cancer but the problem is when you have it and you die because you don't have what it takes to deal with it yeah some people it's even in their blood it's been passed on to them but what you do with god will change the dynamics in your blood and i'm praying that you will not die in that day because you have a project before god to complete I remember that woman, she told God, he said, my work in the ministry, I'm not done. So I have to continue the work. We wrote, she wrote a written covenant with God. God healed her and she went to complete. It's powerful. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-116-168. Or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service, and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.